0: Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Collider weekly podcast for all things animation, including reviews and interviews. I'm creepy and I'm spooky and I'm the boldest of the group, so I'll be your co-host, Uncle Sean Fester Ellis. And Wow, I almost broke Dave with my intro. It's perfect. Perfect. And joining me, he is a disembodied hand, my co-host, Dave the Thing Trumbore. David, 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 how you doing, buddy? We
1: we're going to do a whole uh, gag where I was going to learn sign language specifically for this podcast as the thing. <laughs> but for our audio folks out there, I don't think that that's going to fly very well.
0: It's going to be kind of hard. It's I didn't think that hard. through. I
1: also didn't learn sign language, so a failure on both parts for me. But I, anyway, how are you doing today, bud? Good to see
0: you. <laughs> I'm doing great. That's great.
1: was a weird <laughs> Every... thing you did there with your snaps. Is that yeah. like a normal yeah. thing you do?
0: Yeah, I'm just going to accentuate everything oh. that we're doing on this show today with some classic Adams Family style snaps.
1: Just I like really that. hope that was synced right. up. We, we were not on beat at all, friend. I think it might have been in the edit that I do, but who knows <laughs> if it was gonna, done live or not. Just
0: gonna, I, I want to say, yeah. What I find so interesting mm-hmm. about this cartoon and just this entire franchise in general yeah, yeah. is that you can do this snap and everybody immediately knows it's not weird. what it is. It's not
1: weird. It's sort of like a like a knock-knock joke or like a like a shave and a haircut two
0: bits. Two bits. Same That's kind true. of thing, very simple. And oddly enough though, I mean when you say not when knock-knock joke, you mm-hmm. rarely ever actually physically knock That's on true. something to do That's it. True. I feel like with Adam's family, the actual snapping is is so indicative that, oh, we are getting into weird, spooky territory. And we are in weird, spooky cartoon territory. We are in spooky this month. month.
1: Yeah, because it's spooky month. Very into We're spooky. original spooky
0: Very spooky month. Spooky month. <laughs> We've
1: done a lot of spooky cartoons that we we're almost out of them. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they I'm haven't sh- made enough spooky tunes that uh, we're running dry here a little bit. We're going to Thank- need some suggestions, I think, for 2021. I mean, uh, which is going to be scary enough, as it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to the recommendations for yes. the simple fact that Dave and I have looked at a lot of spooky cartoons. If you go back Octobers in the past, there have yeah. been some real bombs that we have dipped almost immediately. Really bad. Really not, bad cartoons. Not because you might think, oh, it wasn't spooky enough, and no. Sean and Dave only want spooky It's no. just they were bad. They were just, just bad. Really bad. Yeah. And you would think you would think coming into October, I want spooky tunes, I want spooky cartoons, I want to get excited. I love this time of year. Yeah. I love a good scare. I love a spooky cartoon. I, I I wanna I wanna embrace it, Dave. We're we're in the middle. We're in. We're in October. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're I'm in gonna October. Gonna do that at random time. I, I wanna I wanna get into this. I wanna feel good about it. Right. I really wanna feel nothing but like positive spooky vibes. spiritual vibes. Yeah. for this entire month. And and we, we kicked it off with some Iron Face, yep. we've had some interviews, and now we've got two weeks of spooky cartoons that yep. I think we are hopefully very excited about.
1: I'm super excited about it, especially yeah. for today's, because I, like you were saying before, the franchise, uh, I've loved the franchise since the, what, like 50s or 60s uh, live action TV show? I think so, yeah. Because I wasn't obviously a fan of the original comics because I was not alive, and that would have been spooky if I was <laughs> a fan of them would have been like a ghost haunting Bly Manor, which you should watch on Netflix. Uh, so, no, I didn't even know that they were originally like a comic strip. I had no idea. My introduction was the sort of like the Munsters and the Adams Family live action TV shows back in the day. Thanks right. to like Nick at Night, I'm sure.
0: No, I'm, I was the same. And then we grew up in an era where yeah. we had Adams Family and Adams Family Values. Yeah. In one as well as also 93. I was a big fan of the Super Nintendo Adam's Family video game. I don't think I ever played that. What was the What was the deal with that? Could you change characters? Could you take a different uh, family member through a level? You know, I thought, I want to say I think you can, but I think you were mainly Gomez, kind Interesting. of running through a majority, helping find family members that had been kidnapped. Okay, I think that this came out in parallel with maybe Adam's Family values. That would make sense if it was a where, tie into
1: that really right. bad
0: movie. So it. it It was a super fun game. All I remember about that game was that I beat it. It took me a pretty long time to finish it. 25 years. Crazy. 25 years. I'm I'm still like, I just finished it last night. Very pumped. (laughs) I like, I don't get any trophies or accolades or achievements because it's SNES, but I feel it in my soul. Nice. And I'm good about that. Yes. Uh, it is. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It, it was a, a game that had like very, uh, sloppy p- like play control, mm. and I know that you might enjoy this. Just like loose, like kind of like yes. floaty. Yeah. Very. Yeah. There would be moments where like you would jump, and you would expect the character to kind of come down, and he'd kind of like float. <laughs> you know, <Nice>. or <laughs> or you would you would hit to the left, and then to the right, and you would think that there would be an immediate turnabout, and the character was like i think, gonna about, think it. about it. You told like, me to oh, do
1: two things. I got to think of it. I don't know which don't one I want to do first.
0: Yeah. Don't get I'm dealing with
1: me. that in some current modern day games. So <laughs> it hasn't changed uh, much in 25
0: years. Uh, a tale as old as time. <laughs> Were you a fan of the original cartoon though too? Because that came out around the same time as the movies. I was. Yeah. I actually remember watching this on Saturday mornings. I remember yeah. watching this on TV and having that exposure. And I'll be, let's just be real upfront and honest. I was a big 90s Christina Ricci fan. Same. Still and Same. she, yeah. I, I loved it. Thought she was great in those movies. Had probably a big crush on her for longer than I want to admit. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Sean so. and I are
1: going to fight over her after the stream.
0: <laughs> Wasn't she also in Casper though too? Uh, yeah. She was
1: like like she the was. big-eyed uh, leading lady that you would go to for like spooky stuff. Right. Literally just those two things, but sure. it worked.
0: Her career. Her <laughs> career is just Adam's Family and Casper. Don't tell her that we said that. But nope. in. Again, in our hearts and our souls, that's what we're feeling right now. That's what Pretty we much. remember.
1: I gotta tell you what though, Morticia, strong case for Morticia, now that we're old old men. <laughs> strong case for Morticia being the new crush.
0: I and I think you're right. Yeah. You know, I'll say this. You know, being an eighties and nineties kid, yep. watching it at that time frame, you know, you're kind of thinking about your peers, but I agree with you. Now that yeah. we've matured a little bit more, we're just like, okay. Yeah. I don't even know what going the... back.
1: I'm saying even going back to the original live action series, just kind of like Yeah, Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, but you you look at sort of you look at sort of sex icons that we've had throughout and you look at like Elvira. Exactly. Of course. Yeah,
1: it was just in the new uh, Warner Brothers animation release. Happy Halloween, Scooby
0: Doo. There you you
1: go. Check that out as well.
0: So. Just a lot of, uh, you know, uh, underappreciated maybe at that time because you were a kid and possibly <laughs> your parents didn't want you to watch it. Probably. Now, as an adult, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I see I'm the appeal. I get it. I get it.
1: <laughs> now, let me ask you this, though Adam's uh, Adams Family or Munsters? If you had to, you can only keep one franchise Adam's Family or Munsters?
0: I got to go with Adam's Family.
1: Makes sense as the bigger franchise. Yeah. But I really, I think I gravitated more towards the Munsters franchise. Um, I like the classic kind of Universal Monsters take on the monsters a little bit more, and I think I like the show actually a little bit
0: better back in the day. I mean, I I feel like you're putting me in a difficult position. I am on purpose make a choice on that, and that's yeah. that's okay. I think I watched a lot of Monsters as well. Yeah. So I think I actually probably watched more of the Monsters at sort of like Nick at Night than yes. I did of the actual Adams Family. Yes. But the movies in the '90s really kind of brought it into the focus for me.
1: And the cartoon series too. And I make right. the Monsters connection for a reason we'll talk about in a few minutes, because there's a little bit of Monsters crossover here with Ooh. the Adams Family animated series, I think, anyway, if I remember correctly, go. but who knows.
0: I like it. I yeah. like it. Well, this is our experience about the Adams Family, the cartoon. But let's uh let's go a little synopsis of the actual cartoon. Because love a obviously, synopsis. yeah, love a synopsis. You know why I love a synopsis? Because I'm gonna kick it over to a longtime best friend of the show and listener, Bobby Anthem. Bobby Take it away.
1: In this episode, Morticia is upset that Wednesday and Pugsley prefer to spend their time with their friends or other relatives rather than with her. Morticia decides to become more active in her children's school activities and organizes a scavenger hunt at the Adams residence. Nosy neighbor Normina Normanmeyer sabotages the event to prove that the Adams house isn't safe for children and get Morticia banned from school activities forever.
0: Perfect. Thanks, Bobby. Awesome. Bobby, as always, we have to ask the question where yeah. are we putting Bobby into this cartoon? Ooh.
1: I, I honestly want to know what type of sort of like spooky creature Bobby would like to be. Mm. I want him to be an original creature, person, spooky character, because I'll, I'll say this, the Adams Family, they're not normal, obviously, but they're also <laughs> kind of like, they're kind of like invulnerable, like they can't be killed or hurt, apparently. They like really glorify in this weird like pain and torture almost, which we'll get into in a little bit. But it seems like they're they're like superhuman, whereas the monsters, you know, they're they're monsters. Right. But I don't know what the heck the Adams family is, man. I don't know if they've ever had an origin. So, I would like to know if Bobby wants to be in the Adams family house or if he wants to live with the normals.
0: Hmm. I mean, that that's that's a good call. I, I was going to propose yeah. that maybe, uh, because I feel like there's so much in terms of the atmosphere mm. for the Adams family house. I would love if Bobby was almost like the omnipotent voice of the house. Ooh, the house voice is really yeah. good. Like just the house Ooh. like just providing sort of like the the spooky kind of like laughs in the background or just Whoa. sort of like the the creaks the as different laugh things happen. Is yeah. Super intense. I feel that. I feel that. Man,
1: go back and listen to the synopsis again but picture a giant house talking to you <laughs> as you listen to it. And tell me you don't get the spookies.
0: Tell me you're not getting spooky vibes from that. I'm getting the spookies already. Yeah. Get the chills. I love
1: it. Oof. They're multiplying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are we gonna get into this? Are we gonna no, go over that no, song? No, I'm gonna, gonna bail
1: out? on that reference. immediate season desist. Immediate <laughs> bail. I have a letter right here from our cartoon lawyers that says yeah, we're not just, allowed to talk about that.
0: Just knock it off. Knock it off. Well, let's get into our yeah. review of the Adams family and just kind of as a very quick reminder, and just to do a little bit of level setting. Dave and I have obviously not had an opportunity to watch all of the Adam's Family cartoons. Unfortunately. We can't. It's just, it's a time thing. And Dave and I both have commitments. So we make our decision based off of the highest rated episode that is on IMDb, which is Adam's Family PTA, coming in with a a user rating score of 7.9. Respectable. Season one, episode 12. Yep. The show came out in November of 1992. Yep. So we're in between that sweet spot of first movie. Not quite second yeah, movie yeah. yet, so good good on them to sort of create uh, like a bridge to, to think like, we're going to do a second movie, so we might as well do a cartoon. No, I love it, like
1: that the, the golden era, and we, we've yeah. kind of seen that recently with uh, Universal and DreamWorks, where they continue to make cartoons based on their sort of like hit movie properties. Right. Uh, sometimes good, sometimes not so good, but at least yeah. they continue to do it. Disney kind of gave up on it uh, since, the, since the 90s. They don't really do that anymore. They kind of do, <laughs> but not much. But yeah, so Universal and DreamWorks are the new ones that
0: uh, keep the dream of the, the 90s alive, man. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So we are going to actually talk about The Adams Family based on this one single episode that we yeah. have watched. And we're going to talk about it, the good, the bad, and the LOL. Does that sound a whole heck of a lot like a Clint Eastwood Spaghetti Western dream? Sure you know it. Our cartoon lawyers have already, in fact, said that Clint, Mr. Clint Eastwood is 100% on board with that assertion. So he signed here. off on it. Cool. We're fine. He
1: also we're said... Gonna... And I don't Damn really it. know what that has to do with <laughs> yeah. anything. but
0: You know, I introduced it into the episode, and it's coming back to it's haunt me. And I'm happy about it. I've
1: already it. crushed the rule of three by like two times over, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm still on board with it. So, cool. you nice. know, if you get to that rule of five, it's good. You can go to seven, and then we'll probably call
1: it. I love it. multiples. It's great.
0: Yeah, don't worry. So we're going to talk about the good about the show. We're going to talk about what we liked, what we enjoyed, what worked for us. We're also going to talk about the bad what didn't work for us, what didn't resonate, things that we kind of identified in the cartoon, uh, and we'll talk about a, lot, a little bit more. Yeah. But that's going to obviously lead into the LOL, which is going to be about what made us laugh, whether it was intentional or unintentional. I feel right. like there's a there's a couple things that are going to be in this cartoon, so excited about that. Yeah. All of this is sort of in the compliment sandwich style of understanding, knowing that a lot of time, energy, money... Especially money went into making these cartoons. There's a lot of wonderful people that we have that are behind the scenes. If you have a difference of opinion, we ask you to reach out, either recommend a cartoon or recommend an episode of this cartoon. If you recommend an episode, if we say that we didn't like this show, we'll go back and we'll watch it. We'll yeah. we'll give legitimate attention give to chance. that. Yeah. yeah, give it a second chance. Why not? So that being said, Dave. Yeah. We're gonna get into the good. Nice. So how are you feeling about The Adams Family? I'm feeling great. Uh, you know,
1: it's a great way to start off like we started off this conversation today about how well known the franchise is. And everybody kind of knows the song and everybody knows the snaps. And that's how the cartoon starts wisely. They didn't try to weirdly like cram in a bunch of extreme 90s stuff <laughs> uh, into the cartoon. That would have been very strange. Right from the outset with the theme song and the intro, you can tell that they're keeping the spirit of the original in mind. I feel like you got something to
0: say there. I just, could you imagine yeah. an X-Men, the animated series style, like just a metal song leading into this? It, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. They could try it. Like they could, and
1: luckily they didn't do that in the movies either. They've kind of kept it for the most part. Everything feels like it's kind of stuck in the fifties for better or worse. Like they, the Adams family hasn't really aged out of the sitcom that they originally started in or even the comics that they originally started in as well. So they've always kind of stayed encapsulated there and it kind of makes sense. It works for them because they're supposed to be, Ookie kooky a little off a little weird so even if the world around them uh sort of became more contemporary i like that even in the cartoon and the movies themselves they kind of kept them old-fashioned and disturbing and i liked it
0: yeah i agree what do you think of the
1: the animation of the the intro though because we usually lump it into like you know a clip show dedicated animation or some other thing entirely
0: i mean correct me if i'm wrong but it was like it was a clip Right? They were like... I couldn't tell if it was a clip. It looked like a bunch of different
1: clips put together, but it was in like a sequence because they were showing the family kind of go around the house, and then, you know, the the normal neighbors kind of get pulled in by Lurch. They're outside like protesting against uh, against the Adams family, and Lurch pulls them in and kind of puts them through this like torture chamber throughout the entire house. It felt like it could have been pulled from an episode, but it also felt like it could have just been made for the intro. So I don't know. And
0: then that that that's like one of those rare instances where we watch this and we. We make that distinction of is it recycled or right. is it dedicated animation? And I feel like without watching more, I would almost have to say I, I wonder if this is recycled. But I would say the other way. I would say dedicated. I think it's snagled. actually. I think it might be actually dedicated, okay, just cool. because you think with the the timing sequence that they have for the song and how they put that together, and the snaps and everything. Yeah. Yeah, with the snaps, you would think that it actually is dedicated uh, animation, and that I think always lands as a hallmark of the studio saying we have confidence that this right. show is going to go on for a while we're excited about it sometimes you watch cartoons where the entire intro is just recycled kind of rehashed Whatever from that we have first laying episode on the floor. exactly yeah. yeah and it's it's okay it's yeah. fine you you just you always want it to be more exciting and more successful that introduction that theme song is your bridge for your childlike mind into that world of wonder, and if you miss that, if you don't have it, you're kind of like. Ah. Plus, if you're a kid and you're watching that first episode, or even if you're late thirties, forty years old and yeah. you're watching this, and you see that intro first and foremost, and then you watch in, over the course of the next twenty minutes the exact same thing play out, you're like, well, I already have, yeah. a, I already have the cliff notes within the sixty to ninety seconds of the intro. Right. Why am I watching this crap?
1: Right. But also, I like that it tells a little bit of a story there in the intro, too, because you know the Addams Family. Even if it's your first introduction to it, you quickly learn, like, oh, the Addams Family is these weirdos who live in this weird house, and they're cookie and creepy and spooky. But it also introduces the new characters, which are the Norman Myers. And it introduces them, like I said, as, like, they're outside protesting against these weirdos. They get trapped in this house and sort of put through the ringer. And I don't think that that necessarily appears in any episodes. Uh, Otherwise... I would I would sympathize with the Norman Myers for actually wanting to get these these kidnappers and torturers out of their neighborhood but I don't I think that's more of a you know more of a metaphorical thing more of a shorthand for the story that they're trying to tell. So I actually liked it. It showed that the production team put some thought and some care into it ahead of time and actually put some resources behind the the theme song and introduction as well. So it was good by itself and it was good to see that there was actually some thought and value put into it.
0: I want to say that I think the Norman Myers are totally into that. I'm not going to kink shame them in any so? way, shape or form. I could think be. that they were looking forward to it. Yeah. Otherwise they wouldn't be weirdly sort of just standing outside the house all the time. We don't see the other side of that protest sign, which is probably just like whip me, slap me after dark the entire oh, time. Which well, yeah, is yeah, <laughs> a bunch of hashtags. Yeah, it could be a bunch of hashtags. 90s, dark. totally cool with hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> like the 90s
1: were known for their hashtags on protest <laughs> signs. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I, I do agree with you, you know, adding something, and we've talked about this before, adding something classic and iconic as existing music right. or an existing nod, Camp Cretaceous sort of had that universal approach yeah. uh, for that title screen or that bump card at the beginning. It, it It helps you understand this is something that has existed. I mean, they've been in the zeitgeist for now, what, 70 years? 70
1: years, which is crazy at least,
0: yeah. And so people identify; they know what this is. It helps bring you into the experience as well. I'm glad that this is a holdover as a part of it. Definitely,
1: yeah. Yeah. What did you think about the voice acting in this one? Because honestly, that can kind of make or break a show. And oh, uh, buddy. this one,
0: I loved it. Yeah, I really, really loved good. it. These these characters are doing a fantastic job. And I know we talked a little bit about uh, sort of the video game aspect of this. Yeah. I have to call out. I loved on the NES. Fester's Quest. Okay. Being Adams family Fester's <laughs> right. Quest. It was hard. I yeah, never yeah, yeah. beat it. Yeah. It was so challenging, but I'm so glad that the Fester character that we've seen in the 90s and and even true in the cartoon himself, Rip Taylor does Man. an amazing job rest with in getting peace. into this. I yes, rest in peace. I almost wanted just nothing but just the Rip Taylor as Fester. Like I would hundred percent go for in green light a rip taylor fester spinoff that is so amazing
1: uh what was really interesting about the the whole that well that casting choice by itself is like that's insane because this is a cast of characters who are kind of like bigger than life very super strange characters everything everybody's super heightened right so if you give them a line that's kind of cheesy or would sound weird coming out of the voice of literally any other like cartoon character ever it sounds fine for them because they are these like extreme versions of of tropes and and not even stereotypes, but they're just extreme versions of that character. So everything that's really heightened, it doesn't really matter because the the characters and the actors can deliver it. I love the fact that John Aston came back from the uh, TV series yep. to voice the animated version of his character. I thought that was brilliant.
0: And, and really didn't miss a beat. And it shows. It yeah. shows. Like, it, the, the the delivery, the cadence, the pacing. Even, I think that we'll probably talk about this, sort of the, the after dark horniness uh-huh. of him, 100% comes across. That's yep. what you want. That's what you want from Gomez. Right.
1: Super weird super offbeat super into his wife which is nice
0: i love that just super into his wife every time she says anything that is french they're gonna make
1: another child
0: oh my gosh they
1: literally should for the amount of time that she speaks french and for as horn as gomez is they should have about 15 kids running around that house i would imagine
0: i would i would not even say 15 dave i would say this is like they are it's yeah it's it's just a whole town
1: yeah maybe they do have the whole town (laughs) I would like that. I'd love like another generation of uh, Adam's family. They've kind of kept the same characters. And there's a lot of characters to begin with, which we'll talk about in a second. But I wouldn't mind some like new characters uh, in the family, in the franchise. People would hate yeah. that. But I'd be fine with some some kind of creative license here. But we do yeah. have a lot of folks to work with. Who all are we working with in this cartoon?
0: Oh, man. Well, I mean, it's, it's the classic characters that you know and love that we've mm-hmm. talked about. We've got Gomez, Morticia. And then we have the two kids. We have yep. Wednesday. We have Pugsley. And then we have sort of the extended family that kind of rounds out everything that's in there. So we have Uncle Fester, as we've Mm -hmm. mentioned. We have Lurch, which is the butler, sort of the Frankenstein kind of Frankenstein, Solomon Grundy (laughs) character (laughs) that uh, that kind of is the uh, I I guess he's a family member. I'd almost want to say servant because yeah. he like he's like a butler but he he's family like he feels like he's family it's like
1: time. like Downton Abbey it's like gothic Downton Abbey it's the same kind of gothic thing. Just,
0: Downton Abbey <laughs> it's like
1: the upstairs downstairs you know <laughs> lurch is part of it but he's not what? he's not necessarily family. <laughs> okay it's the same thing you know exactly <laughs> what? what I'm talking about
0: yeah no that's yeah, okay no. I just I want to go to pitch to the BBC <laughs> and just say what about a gothic Downton Abbey how you feeling
1: Feeling no good? okay
0: i'll see myself out
1: yeah, no, <laughs> you didn't even have a meeting sir
0: right i just i just keep writing letters one day they'll get answered someday we have grandmama adams as well as also cousin it and grandmama is always great to see you don't really yeah. remember
1: her quite as much from the original series or even from the movies i don't know i couldn't even off the top of my head say who played her in either of them but no. I love that we get a little bit of, of, of granny screen time in this particular episode. I don't know how much she has in the series overall, but it was really cool to see sort of like the extended family in this one.
0: It seems like she's in a decent amount, because this went two seasons, so I think right. it was around 21 episodes? Yeah, something like that. For yeah. some reason, because it was a, a weird... It was a weird series off, order, yeah. Yeah, off, like, off amount that they had over 92 and 93. They just
1: ran it between the two movies and then never did anything more with <laughs> it. They were yeah. just like, that's it, put a, uh, put a stop to it.
0: It looks like Granny was in about 15 episodes. That's so great, she's so in like she's in a decent most of chunk. The stuff. Which is
1: crazy because they they have so many characters that kind of come and go at different times in the show that the pacing is actually really good. They keep up the pacing really well. Even if the story doesn't quite connect to everything, it's fun to have characters kind of coming in and out of the frame, sometimes literally in and out through the walls or doors or ceilings or roofs or whatever, and they just kind of bust in, say a line, and then they're gone again. It's almost like a sketch show at some times.
0: Yeah, and it's like for this single episode, I thought the plot, was really enjoyable. Like, there was a fun arc. It in took terms a while of, to
1: get going, I thought,
0: it, but yeah. It, it took a little while. Like, yeah. you know, they they really kind of took took a long time at the beginning yeah. to just sort of set the stage and allow Morticia to kind of uh, marinate in sort of not having this connection with Wednesday. Yeah. In and public. to kind of drive the plot of the, the episode, and then, yeah. And then once it got going, it was like, okay, oh, yeah. this is this is fun. You know, and there's there's a lot of little non sequiturs that they have that are in between uh which this kind of brings me i want to i want before i kind of get into let's say maybe the writing and the jokes that they have for this anything else that you were like this worked for me because i think this is going to be my final point is going to be a good that leads into bad
1: okay cool um i will say yeah i enjoyed the story they came up with even if i don't necessarily think it connected as well as it could have which is not that big of a deal i really like I like the jokes. Most of them, I'll say, for LOLs. Some of them worked. Some of them didn't. Um, But they threw enough at you that it was a quantity over quality kind of thing. That's what felt like that sketch comedy feel to me. You know, it was just kind of like, here's five jokes, and if two of them land, awesome. We're having a great day. Bam, bam,
0: bam, bam, bam. And it's just like,
1: if that last one one fell flat, doesn't matter, because we're already on to the next one. So it's no big deal. Somebody's going to laugh eventually. But I really like the sight gags that they had. They had a lot of kind of like visual yes. sight gags that weren't part of the story. They weren't part of the dialogue. They weren't part of anything except the environment that was happening. And you can have a lot of fun with an Adams Family uh, house with the characters when you get to do stuff like that. Like the fact that they pull, the first time you see Pugsley, he's strapped down to a stretcher being pulled out, yeah. of, a, out of a school bus. And he's talking yeah. like it's a normal day, like he just walked off like a normal kid. Or you'll have uh, the thing is, is clipping his nails and, and washing his hand because he's only a hand in a bowl of water and then right behind him on the table are just mountains of fingernail clippings. That yes. tied into a into a gag but I love that they just pulled back and then went and just saw these mountains of clippings. Or you'll have like a cobra that's just coiling its way around a banister for no apparent reason. It's just really a little sight I really thought there was going
0: to be a payoff. I Nothing. really thought there was a payoff.
1: But to me that was the payoff was it was just kind of like there's a bunch of weird crap in this house, yeah. and there's another one. And it, I did like that the animation of it directed you, like, to look this way, which is where the action of the, the scene was happening. Right. So little stuff like that, just the attention to detail, the little jokes that the board artists and stuff got to work in, and the fact that they kind of, like, linger on them for a little bit and actually let you see them was a
0: lot of fun. Right. Yeah. And I, I agree. The attention to detail, the fact that the home itself looked lived in. Yeah. It, it was By it was very <laughs> visually very dense yeah. in terms of what was there and very detailed. Yeah, I thought I agree with you about everything that you mentioned about the jokes and the writing. I will say that when the jokes landed, they landed, and I I laughed. And we'll get to them in the LOL. Yeah. yeah. But when they didn't land, oof. Spooky. There, it's and, and to your point, and this kind of transitions for me into sort of the bad. Sure. Is that you know they're, you're right you didn't have to wait very long for them to kind of roll on to something else, except in the beginning of the episode where we were kind of, uh, building some of the, the rationale for why Morticia was a little bit upset, why she was a little bit, uh, you know, kind of depressed about this. Now, some of them were very fun. Some of them were super, super fun. Yeah. But you know, even the ship joke that they made where there's this whole thing that I thought was a very fun uh, idea where they're just like we're going we're going to play no puck uh hockey like street hockey outside right and they're like okay well who like what are Gomez you gonna use like, for... how are
1: you gonna use for a puck yeah
0: yeah and, and fester's just like it's gonna be me like he's like it's me i'm the puck
1: he's super so, excited about it
0: you know a couple minutes later they come back in and they're just like oh man we hit the puck and it went down into the sewer it's probably halfway out to the sea by now and they're like i thought that you didn't have a puck and they're like you're right it was fester he's probably like you know All the way out to the, like, to the ocean at this point. And And they
1: say something like Lurch has a heck of a slap shot or something like that. Right. So it's like Lurch just, like, launched Fester (laughs) with a hockey stick, which is a fun visual you never get to see.
0: Exactly. So, like, they, you know, we we talk, and I know that we have talked a lot lately about the idea of having dialogue that immediately precedes an action. Right. So, like, you'll say, hey, I'm going to go open that door. And then you go and you open that door and you're like, just... Show pick it pick don't tell me right. I don't need both like right. it's it's. you don't say to anybody like hey, Dave, let's record a podcast We're recording a podcast. Here we are. It's like it's so Boring yeah. to see and hear that happen simultaneously that it's frustrating yeah. uh, And I'm glad that in some cases this cartoon is able to paint Visually with the language that they use yeah, I think that it's is nuts. it's not it's a weird and I'm sure that probably some of these things, like in terms of standards and practices, they're like, you cannot show some of these things. Like, and
1: that's the cool thing that they can get around that with like, um, you know, uh, entendres or kind of like veiled metaphors, like the adult characters and even the kids. They can say that as long as they're not showing a bunch of stuff. And as long as they're saying it in a way that's just kind of like, aha, like the adults will get it. And the kids will take a little while uh, to right. pick up on it. But I, yeah, I enjoyed that too. Yeah. Sometimes.
0: But then like that finishing joke that they have where Fester kind of comes through the house and he's like, whoa, those Navy boys, they got a heck of a, and you're just like, oh, I get it. I get how this is lining up, but they, they almost linger on that for like too long. And I'm like, ah, I don't know.
1: I'll be honest. I think that was one of my LOLs because that's okay (laughs) because it was so random and just out of left field that it, it made me laugh. Just yeah. because I liked his non-sequiturs. He was kind of the, the Charlie Wildcard of the group. If everybody yeah. else was, like, roughly following the story with a couple, of like, weird things that they did here or there, he was the one who was, like, training a wildcat off screen and getting, like, shredded to pieces and loving every minute of it. Or he was the one playing with the Navy boys and they, they shot him out of a cannon, I'm assuming, on the back of an anchor and just, like, shot him into the house. I have no idea. Right. All that but kind I, of random stuff. And I,
0: but I love that because, like, yeah. you know, where Fester comes out and he says, like, hey, like, let's train this kitty and then you find out that this kitty is is a much larger cat yes. than you'd imagine. But every time he comes back on screen and these happen like within the course of like 60 seconds, like yeah. he's progressively more damaged, <laughs> but he loves scraped it up. He loves, he loves every minute totally of it. There's
1: even it. a moment where like Morticia says, "Fester, all you have left is your helmet to like protect you essentially." And I he's love just like, that. "Great point. Hold my helmet." And he just like gives it to her and then he just dives back in and gets mauled again and you can just hear him cackling with glee in the background. There's some relatively risque stuff too, which I think I'll save for my LOLs.
0: Right. And I, I think, I think the faster the jokes are in yes. this show, I think the better, yes. if it's something that like is spanned out over a period of time, it just feels a little, uh, it feels a little random at that point, which is not bad. Uh, like- you know, I'm, I look, I'm nitpicking right now. If you're really curious and you're like, Sean, you're really giving this really giving this a tough time. Yeah. I mean, welcome, to the, sh- the welcome to the show. <laughs> 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 uh, I will say that because of how dense some of the jokes are and how quickly they move, this was a 21, 22 minute episode that we watched. There are moments of this that felt like it was a 45 minute show. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Interesting. It was like there were points where I was like, you know, the child part of me that would have watched this in the 90s was like, oh, of course, I always want to make a cartoon. Feel like it's longer than it really is because that but you means got a more, lot more cartoon content out of it. Yeah, you know. But the adult side of me, this is like a frosted mini wheat, <sighs> like the wheat versus like the frosted side. Like the adult side of me is just like, hey, I got a lot to do today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's pick this up. I got,
0: I got I got a couple meetings that I gotta I gotta jump on. Let's which get the ball rolling gang. in
1: that spirit i may or may not have watched screeners in the past at roughly double speed because i do not have the time to get through everything so yeah i have to deal with chipmunk voices and i don't factor that into my review because it's not fair to the show right but i don't know for this one for me the pacing felt a little slow in the beginning i'll give you that it wasn't until maybe a third of the way through that i was like oh okay this is something morticia is struggling with uh gomez even comes in at one point and he's like Tish, are you depressed? Because she had painted, like, this beautiful painting of, like, this, like, bright, sunny, countryside kind of visage, and it's all bright watercolors or whatever. And he's like, oh, my God, that horrible thing. Are you feeling okay? (laughs) So I liked when they got into that a little bit because that was an actual plot. It wasn't just a a bunch of sketches all kind of stacked together uh, that didn't seem to lead anywhere. Right.
0: Now, uh, so I think enough about sort of the jokes and the timing of everything How did you feel about some of the jank in this cartoon?: It day?
1: was definitely noticeable. I didn't okay. mind it so much as like the character motion or even like the creature effects or the, the character design because I feel like the character design <clears throat> I feel like the character design was actually pretty beholden to the original uh, comics. Okay. So like Wednesday, I don't know if you can see her on here. I don't think I have her on here. Yeah, she's kind of like over here. Nope.
0: No, wrong side. Over there here.
1: you go. You got it. Dang camera. That's her little head right there. Anyway, they were kind of similar in design to the comics. So I like that they kept that. And uh, they kind of did some of their own stuff, but they, they kept a lot of the similar designs. Um, but just the basic production stuff of like timing of vocals to like mouth flaps, uh, pretty janky. They yeah. didn't really focus too much on that. Everything else I thought was pretty solid for like an, an early 90s, very obviously traditionally hand-drawn cartoon. Uh, it didn't bother me too much, but there was some noticeable, like, desync in the voices.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Anything else for you in the bad?
1: I think we've got the same last note, I think, for the bad here. Uh, some boundary-pushing stuff, I guess, maybe, for the yeah. time? We'll say with the jokes. And it's kids and adults alike. What What's always kind of weirded me out about the Adams Family is how... again not to like kink shame but when you're a kid and you're watching this stuff you're just kind of like what is happening why are they so silly because they just kind of love pain and torture and sort of self-mutilation and it's funny in a sense of like you know wednesday putting her brother in a giant like steam press and uh him volunteering to do that and morticia just looking at them just saying like oh the kids are playing together again they'll be ready you know kids five more minutes and then dinner that's always been the shtick that's always been the joke with the adams families like they're gonna do these wild and like bizarre things because that's what they do but they're also apparently like impervious to any of it they're not yeah. gonna be hurt by any of it it's yeah. a little strange to see that in a kid's cartoon
0: it's funny because it definitely i i'm only saying that it's bad in with the regard that when i was a kid i don't think i would have gotten everything no. no you know, and and maybe this was maybe these were kind of subtle or things that were seeded for the parents it as they feels, were watching with the kid to kind of be like ah vaudeville it feels yeah. a
1: little like way dramatic way over the top but you get to say some body and some kind of like risque things it just the butting up against that in a um it was one thing in like the 50s or 60s series when it was butting up against like counterculture stuff right. so it was like the culture of this show it was a very kind of classic sitcom look but it was weird and kooky and 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 you know, push the boundaries a little bit there. The same kind of thing with the cartoon, where it's just kind of like that vaudevillian kind of like feel to it, where the jokes are just like, so over the top and ridiculous, but they're also saying some stuff that you're like, I'm surprised I got away with that.
0: And I, it's funny to watch it now, you know, gosh, almost like 27 years later. Yeah. yeah, 28 years later. Yeah. uh, And, and be like, I, I'm enjoying these jokes, but these would not have landed for me when I was a kid. And they're fun, which is kind of leading me into the LOL portion of yeah. this. And, and you know, all the all the kink jokes and all the things that are in here, these are fun. These these are silly, yeah. but for the right audience. Yes. And I, I, I know that I said maybe these would be funny if you watch these with a parent in the 90s. I can 100% say it. my parents did not watch these cartoons with me, they, <laughs> like in no, any way, no, shape, or form. No, definitely so, not. Uh, I would have been... I would have know, had questions yeah i would have had questions i would have had there would have been a conversation
1: i mean i have questions right now like why was pugsley we'll get into it in the lol
0: okay well bring (laughs) i think we're there so bring us into it why is pugsley yeah
1: sure so one of the first things you see is is wednesday and pugsley come off of the school bus and wednesday walks off like normal to meet morticia she's waiting for them at the at the uh sidewalk Pugsley, she kind of like wheels him out, strapped to a stretcher and he's tied (laughs) down. But like I said, he's just talking to her like it was a normal day. And then one of their like normal friends, literally the kid who lives with the Norman Meyer normal family uh, next door, comes out with them. And it's just, they're just having a conversation like any normal kids would on any given day. Nobody's really asking questions or paying attention to the fact that Pugsley is strapped down to a stretcher. Like, oh my God, are you okay? Or what happened to you? Or how did you get yourself in this predicament? Anything. No questions. He kind of volunteers it himself, though, by saying some creepy stuff. Uh, Essentially that, like, he was on the bus, the bus driver came and strapped him down, and the only thing he didn't do was put a gag in his mouth. Right. And I was kind of waiting, like, was that it? Was that the whole joke? Because it was just kind of like, ooh, where are we going with this? Are we just being silly right now? Is it because he's such a bad kid that he has to be, like, restrained uh, with a stretcher on the bus? Or are we doing something else that I don't understand here, even as a 37-year-old man yeah.
0: It's funny that the joke is always, they haven't abused me enough. Yes. That's and the that's continued punchline. that's the punch that we're working that's with. The, exactly. It's like, oh, I did this thing, but I didn't get hurt enough. enough. But as you've mentioned, they're also indestructible or impervious right. to any of this in and the first place. And they enjoy all that, yeah. Right. So, I mean, again... Like whatever you're into, it just seems like they could never get enough of the S and M that they wanted. Right. And so they would always sort of. I, I almost kind of feel bad for the character because they would always be left unfulfilled at that point.
1: Right. So whether you're being mauled by a giant cat or launched through the through the air uh, by Navy boys uh, tied to an anchor, is never quite enough. Or or going through quite the um, quite the scene with the manating plant there at the end. Fester's right. got some great lines, man. Yes, he does. And I, know some great written, lines.
0: I know that you've written a bunch of them down, so I'm excited yeah. to kind of get into them. They're pretty good. Uh I wanna know, and yeah. this maybe this was like a an L O L slash Question mark? Question. <laughs> like yes. WTF? Yeah. Yeah. The the Norman Myers. Yeah. The the dad. We don't see him in this episode. We see the mom and we see the the son. Right. The dad is always doing something underwear related and i i want to i want to kind of i want to i guess maybe contend that this is a sign of the times in terms of the 90s being like oh it's underwear like we're like kind of pre-poop humor in that era or Mm -hmm. like poop humor was next but they're like we're too sophisticated for poop humor make it underwear humor maybe but the dad is always Making a lawn chair at, like into the shape of underwear, no, or he's making a mural sense. in the house that's of underwear. It
1: makes no it's sense.
0: Just, again, whatever you're into, man, sure. I get it. But, but these like, are supposed to be the normals, you. remember? Yeah. Right. Which, and that's the point. Yeah. It doesn't seem normal that this dad is so <laughs> obsessed. Like, if this is your control, yeah. And all he does is just like, well, I, I, I make and I manufacture underwear art. And be like, okay. I have questions sure. that doesn't seem maybe as normal as I would think it would sure. be. Sure,
1: like in the broad spectrum of things, maybe not where I'd land on the normal <laughs> scale. Yeah, okay. right. But I think that that's part of like the humor they're trying to get across and part of the kind of like social commentary too, where it's like this one particular group of people has decided that they alone have the definition of what's normal, what's acceptable. And the Adams family comes in and they are clearly not confined in that little box. So they're really mad about it and they try to do anything that they can to get rid of this family, to get people to turn against them, to make them look as abnormal as they are, even to the extent of, like, doing some pretty dastardly and insane things themselves, beyond making, like, lawn furniture out of underwear. Like, that's just, like, kind of passively weird and, like, harmless. But, you know, turning a plant into a giant monster to attack kids just to get Morticia to be kicked off the PTA kind of thing is just, like, that's pretty devious. Maybe you're actually the bad person.
0: I, I think actually she is the villain course, in a majority yeah. of the show. Yeah. Uh you know, at least in this one episode, she definitely yeah. is. The thing that is a challenge is that we hear about the Norman Myers dad doing this weird stuff, but it's a it's a tell and never a show. Right. Which is like in some cases it falls follows suit with what this show presents, but it's one of those things where it is in some cases the weirdest or as we're talking about it now it's the most bizarre thing that happens in a show that's full of bizarre crap yeah and you never see it so there's a. I want to i want to almost see it like that i I, I I don't i don't feel good about it dave
1: well one thing i do feel good about is we do get to see norman I, i guess that's his name norman meyer yeah. Uh, in the intro sequence, when they are protesting, they knock on the door, Lurch opens the door, and they kind of are like, what the? And then he scoops <laughs> them both up. That cracked me up because he was just like, coming with me, and just took them into the house. Uh, so that's the only time we, Sean and I, actually got to see the uh, the father <laughs> was in the intro sequence. And that was about it. And he's gone after that. But it made me laugh. I know
0: we talked a little bit about sort of the, uh, like the plant growth formula yeah. and everything that's in there. That was very enjoyable. It was yeah. super fun to see that. That was kind of very humorous. Well, it was also weird, too, because they said that it was Fester's
1: formula. So it goes back to him as, like, a tinkerer, as an inventor, as this, like, mad scientist, obviously played by Christopher Lloyd. And uh, I can't remember the the fellow who played, uh, played him on the live-action series, but fantastically well done on both accounts. And, you know, like we said, Rip Taylor, in uh, this show completely insane he has the most insane things to do and he delivers the best lines because they come out of left field sometimes crashing through a wall and then he's gone again and it's kind of like that crazy uncle fester so any of the stuff that he does is really fun but i like that nod to him as like a weird tinkerer inventor mad scientist kind of thing
0: right no that's absolutely fun yeah uh what was also very fun for me is when they get to the school and there's this series of mishaps yes. where morticia is attempting to to help out. In her the, particular living, the living yep. jello mold coming out of the cafeteria. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is about being reminded that we all probably ate at a cafeteria at some oh, point yeah. for years upon years when we were in school. It was all garbage. And it was it was, all, it was probably all garbage. It was just, to garbage. See, just to see a weird jello mold monster. And the kids <laughs> were excited about the it. The kids were chasing Terrified after it, not the, the other then, way around. Like excited about it. Like right. it was very like Imagine a monster just being like, oh, no, I don't want to get eaten by these kids. Oh, no, a bunch of kids,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Just the weird juxtaposition just made me laugh. Well,
1: and I like that, too, because it was a flip from what happened just a few moments earlier where Morticia brought a pet from the Adams Family Mansion in for show and tell, and that pet's name was Snappy. Yep. And it was a giant, like, crocodile that uh, was probably fine, but all the kids, rightly so, freaked out and ran out of the room. But then they also were chasing the jell mold monster later on. So it was, it was a nice kind of one-two punch. And I right. like it again because, again, it's weird stuff. Morticia doesn't really understand, like, why the kids didn't like this. Pugsley loved it. Wednesday would have loved it. Yeah. But it doesn't work for the rest of the other kids. And definitely the parents and the principal, too, they have a bit of an issue with it. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: There's They do a lot in this episode, even with just sort of, like, and I, I'm not, I'm not. this isn't, like, a, a weird, like, pun or anything. Like, the actual heart hmm. that the characters have like Morticia really wanted to yeah. get more invested in her kids lives yeah. and really wanted to contribute. And I, I love, again, you know, I kind of said this during the good portion of this, like the, the plot of this, you know, with just, she's making, she's making the attempt, right? She's out there. She's making the attempt. She's doing her own thing. She's, she gets to a point in this school portion, like in the middle of the episode where it's just not working out. The right. school doesn't get how weird it is, but we can see that the kids are excited. They love it. about some of this weirdness. Right. So that when we go to this actual scavenger hunt at the end, which just, which is where I think a majority of my LOLs came sure, from yeah. in the episode, are just again like these sight gags, these things that are very quick and snappy. Uh, you know, seeing seeing a, a cousin it with a, a shower, shower cap, cap yeah. And then saying like, oh, you can keep the dandruff inside of it. Like, and then like, ooh, that's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. And the kid calling back to it. And he's like, right. where am I going to get all this dandruff from? It's like, oh, why would you? One, how much? And no, get rid of it.
1: <laughs> but I love the kids. that are like super excited to get all this stuff uh, yes. on the list and to run through this house, which is like a house of horrors, but also a fun house at the same time.
0: Right. And they just, they, it, it shows again, then the fact that Morticia is trying all these things. The parents don't get it, but then the kids are slowly accepting. Yeah, and then at the end, just sort of that final conclusion, you know, where they're they're happy and that they they have that opportunity to kind of bond a little bit more exactly. with Morticia. So I loved that. I really yeah. I really did enjoy that. I have one I think final LOL. Okay, what you got? What else do you have?
1: Well, first we get to see Lurch as uh, dressed as Elvis, yeah. randomly. So good. And he just does his quick Elvis impression uh, a couple times, which I think I think was. I think it was Rob Paulson, actually. Uh, (laughs) It could have been. I think it might have been Rob Paulson. Uh, But either way, that was pretty funny and came out of nowhere, which I liked. I I mostly like that about Fester, uh, him busting through the window and saying, man, those Navy boys sure know how to have a good time, and then just cutting away uh, without any explanation. My favorite, (laughs) perhaps, from him, which is kind of just like, oh, okay, what are we doing here? He gets kind of wrapped up in this giant uh, vine plant at the end of it, and he's super excited to be wrapped up in this giant vine with, like, pointy tentacles and stuff. Uh, Or pointy thorns, rather. Tentacles. It's a vine. It's the same thing. He loves it, is what I'm trying to say. And his last quote before he's taken off screen by this vine is, you know, if Lady Norm is like me, she hates to be pummeled alone. And he just goes, oh, boy, as it takes him off screen. And it's just kind of like, that's a funny, just silly thing to say as kids. You would just, you'd hear that and just like laugh because this goofy guy got taken off screen. But then as adults, you're just kind of like, I'm sorry, could you say that again? I definitely went back and rewound it and was just like, what did you just say? So I don't know what kind of kinky stuff is going on in the Adams family house, but I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm
0: into it. I actually think that Lurch was Jim Cummings. Oh, Jim Cummings, you're right. Yeah. Rob Paulson uh, was in the show,
1: but it was not uh, it was not Lurch. It was Jim
0: Cummings. I think he was just like additional voices yeah, or was, yeah. or something else that was oh he was uh, he was actually Mr. Norman Meyer. Yes, yes, which we didn't Norman get to hear him in this uh, this episode, but yeah. But shout out to Jim Cummings. Also, in one of my favorite recent cartoons that I've been watching, OKKO, OK he is yeah. the voice of Lord Boxman. Nice. Uh, the thing that really landed for me. The thing. Is the thing. Nice. Is one hundred percent. Yes, that's. It was pun intended. You let me have oh, okay, it. Okay, good. Well. It. No, thank you. Uh, the thing that landed for me was actually, in fact, the thing. Yep. And how they were able to convey so much with a nonverbal character. Exactly. And, and again, bring too, in what yeah. you talked about, Dave, those sight gags. Right. But it was reinforcing fun activity. So if the kids were going to do something that required like a hat and like a hockey stick or like a helmet and a hockey stick, His Morticia would kinda look Yeah. Morticia would sort of look at thing and just say, Well, I guess it's just you and me. And then he would like jump off screen in that like sort of like cloud of smoke yeah. and then come back. Kind of strolling through, yeah. but he's got like a hockey stick and a jersey or like on, like his little he's safari like, yeah. hat and a fishing yeah.
1: or a training thing. Yeah.
0: So every time that they did that, the amount of shade and and comedic personality, yeah, personality, yeah, and timing that they added into this with the thing, so good really every good. time. I kept looking. Even the weird, as Dave mentioned, the hand soaking and the fingernail trimmings. I, fingernail trimming things, a little freak. <laughs> that, that's yeah. like a that's like a weird me out thing. Sure. I get it. It's just not for me. It's a lot of uh, but like But just him sort of dunking himself in a bowl. And again, he's like a disembodied hand that's yeah. just sort of floating in a bowl of water. I'm like, is he drowning? No, he's fine. Totally. He's like, fine. That know, always tripped me puddles. out
1: as a kid, though, whenever I watched thing on any of the shows. Because in my mind, I was just kind of like, I was trying to figure out what the thing was. Was it just a disembodied hand that actually had no attachments anywhere else? Or was it like a 99% of a ghost where it was like everything else was like ghostly oh. and invisible and the hand remained somehow. So he was like kind of like, I pictured the body just kind of like going along with it. But I don't know. It always tripped me out as a kid. Just it blew my mind that it could be like a disembodied hand that's just walking around by itself. And I'm still to this
0: day just kind of like, whoa, whoa. thinking about that. It's just uh, that it, it's Casper from. It's Chris- just Casper's hand. Christina, it's Casper. the Christina Ricci. Like, <laughs> it's bridge. Casper's severed hand. <laughs> Gross.
1: From that cartoon we watched on a previous Spooky Toons Month casper and the fox yep that was very depressing very depressing very depressing i will say one more thing i loved uh the mom hug of morticia and wednesday Ah. where she literally hugs her so hard you can hear her spine kind of like crackle and pop and wednesday's like she loves it like that's how she knows her mom loves her if she fractures her spine
0: i want that hug i feel like sitting sitting like at home all day at a desk, I want that kind of like realignment hug. That would be right nice back. at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Just shake it out. <sighs> Any other LOLs from you, Dave?
1: I think I'm good. Like I, I literally, I quite honestly laughed quite a bit watching this episode, and yeah. uh, I think I'll save the rest for my recommendation.
0: Yeah. Well, guess what? What? We're at that recommendation time. We're gonna do it. So we are obviously gonna be recommending this or not recommending this based yeah. off of this single episode. So long-time, and new listeners, we can recommend a show. We can recommend The Addams Family, and we can say why we enjoyed it, why we think it's a good use of your time. We can also say we don't recommend a cartoon, and we can give you our justification. Probably also say, go watch this other cartoon that we think that you would enjoy instead, a better use of your time. Finally, if we don't recommend something, we can go one step further, and we can give it the dip. The cartoon, Who Framed Roger Rabbit-style dip, where we dunk that cartoon, erase it from the annals of cartoon history, and we'll only talk about it in a negative sense on this show <laughs> for humiliation purposes only. And that's it. That's it. So today, yeah. for our one episode, The Adams Family PTA, Dave, yeah. how are you feeling?
1: Feeling good. Feeling spooky, ooky kooky. I would say definitely go check it out if it's the first time you've ever heard of Adams Family or you're like, yeah, I know that. I remember that cartoon. I watched it a lot. Check it out again. It's a great time of year to watch it. Um, I will say one thing that we I mentioned earlier, but I didn't connect the dots on. I like that they brought the Norman Meyer family into this, which feels like something they did in The Munsters. The Munsters tried to sort of pair the weird family with the normal exterior when they brought in, the, I think, the cousin, the kind of like normal human cousin. And I feel like they did that mm. with this series uh, in ways that I don't know if the movies or the previous TV show had. So I like that because it provided huh. kind of a foil. Uh, and I, I could be wrong. But they added a bit of a contrast. And they also brought in kind of an antagonist that our Uki kookie family got to, you know, act against and show that, yeah, they were weird, but they're still good people, which I really enjoyed. Uh, they're just into their own particular things. So if Adam's yeah. family is your particular thing, I'd say check it out.
0: Well, I would say if I was to dip the show,
1: mm, they I would feel like, like that every, actually.
0: Yeah, I feel like they'd be like, it's not enough. It's
1: not enough. To enough give me you more. Both dip it.
0: Yeah. I feel like We'd we should to, dip
1: it because it would be because they would like it. Yeah, that's really tough. Yeah, that's like a trolley car problem, but right. not. So <laughs> they would love the trolley car problem. I would love to ask the Adams family what <laughs> what their solution is to the trolley car problem. They're probably like, we would all lay down on the tracks. It'd be yeah. amazing.
0: I think they'd be like, we yeah. would just we would use our bodies yeah. to prevent the trolley trolley car from everybody moving wins. forward. Yeah, everybody wins. We would get run over by it, and it'd be Done. amazing. Yeah, We just answered it. We're good. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I would say I'm not going to dip this cartoon and I'm going to recommend it. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was good. I'm glad that we had a reintroduction because it's been a long time since I think I've been introduced to an Addams Family property. And so this was a fun kind of recap to get back into it. I was excited about it. I love the Addams Family, obviously, from my childhood. Christina Ricci, blah, blah, blah. We know yeah, I know. Eyebrow, eyebrow raised. Like nonstop. I can't.
1: I wasn't even controlling that. That was just like spontaneous '90s kid reaction.
0: Just, <laughs> just can't, can't help stop it. Just shake it off. But that being said, even having been introduced in the '90s, I definitely enjoyed the movies. I enjoyed the cartoon as yeah. I watched it when I was a kid. This was very nostalgic for me to kind of jump back into this and enjoy it. I am even now excited about the Adam's Family animated movie Yeah, uh, that is available to even go check that out on Amazon Prime. sequel coming
1: out uh, next year sometime, so we'll we'll see. We haven't revisited that one. Maybe we'll do that on the show.
0: Yeah. We'll see. So I think being able to check this out, it's iconic. There's a reason that this property has been around for 70-plus years in the zeitgeist, you're at the best time of the year to be able to get back into it and check it out. Give it a shot. Do it. We'll say, though, I think it was a little bit hard to find. I was
1: just about to say, if you can find it, do it. Yeah. Uh, you you can may find have it, to buy it, it somewhere. Um, right. Good luck streaming it.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, you can be on a site with tons of pop-ups. It'll <laughs> so. be fine. Those are fun to play. No, they're not.
1: Play those fun pop-up games. It's don't neat. Don't click on it. It's fun don't for everyone. Click. click everything and send it to Sean.
0: Oh, my gosh. Don't send it, anything to me. Don't. I only want good stuff. I only want good stuff sent I to me. I only send you the best. You only only, only the best stuff. I only want good stuff right now. Yeah. Speaking of good stuff, yeah. you heard him on this episode. Oh. Our friend Bobby Anthem. Perfect flawless
1: segue. That was great. That was also good stuff.
0: I know. You heard him on this episode. You can hear him on his paranormal podcast, Inhuman Experience, along with his co-host, Bobby Blades. You can check him out on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. Bobby also has a solo show in the same stream as Inhumans. It's called In Search of My Lost Soul. You can find both of these Just search Inhuman Experience. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Dave, what do you got going on between shattering records on Kickstarter? I
1: don't know if we actually did that, but we'll say, yeah, we did. Guess what? Or else you can hear uh, Bobby Anthem.
0: Oh, my gosh. You're right. You can hear Bobby Anthem if you go check out, as we talked about earlier this month in our first October uh, episode, Iron Face. He is the voice of Iron Face in the Kickstarter original animation that has been created that we can actually show as yeah, part of an we episode because we, we own it. <laughs> we won't get in trouble.
1: So, yeah, definitely go check that out. You've got a few days left, roughly about a week by the time you hear this, uh, the Iron Face Kickstarter. So feel free to check that out, listen in for Bobby's voice. As for me, I'm still the editor uh, for game section over at Collider.com. I'm a uh, Twitch affiliate, apparently, uh, Twitch at Dr. MD. And you can also find me on Twitter at Dr. clawmd. And uh, I'm also the co-author of The Science of Breaking Bad from MIT Press, available on Amazon or wherever books are sold.
0: <laughs> what about you, bud? What's new with you? And as always, I do live improv comedy with a group that's called NOX. That's N-O-X! point. We perform with Washington Improv Theater. We are still doing shows every once in a while. They're all online, so you can stream them from the comfort of your own home, nice. in a bathtub, in a spooky place. Ooh, it's spooky bathtub. Spooky haunted bathtub. You can find tickets and times at witdc.org. As always, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Sean Paul Ellis, always. I really should not be. I really should just take a detox for a little while. But those of you who have reached out to me have been very kind, and I love having those interactions. So thank you very much. That is the
1: opposite of some of our YouTube
0: comments. That's the exact opposite. Most of our
1: YouTube comments are great. There's a few far between who are not listening to the show and being (laughs) nice. The rest (laughs) of you are great. Yeah. Brandon, you're great.
0: Brandon, you're great. You can also listen to my comedy podcast. We have just actually, I think at the time uh, that this is coming out, we're almost done with the third season. The final episode of the third season will be released on Halloween. It's the Bureau. Is it spooky? It's uh, I think the final one is a little bit spooky, but I mean, it's it's always semi spooky because we're four people who work for the FBI, which is spooky in and of itself. It's a comedic improvised podcast of answering the question that nobody asked. What would it be like if four dum-dums worked for the FBI and did a podcast about their everyday life? This season was particularly fun because we brought in guests that we've had on this show, like Melanie Harker was a guest this season. But I do the show with guests of SMC, such as Isabel Galbraith, as well as also Jamal Newman and our friend Jesse Chimes. Uh, new episodes are being released weekly should wrap up at the end of the year we'll talk about season four in the new
1: year and two more seasons and one movie and you'll be good that's, to go yeah
0: you know, right And we're done <laughs> then, then we're podcasts rolling in the dough that's right <laughs> for this show yeah want to support us oh my gosh you're the nicest person Thank you. you've got two things that you can do you can go check out our patreon search saturday morning cartoons just remember morning with you also during this month Go check out our Kickstarter. Yeah. Go check out Iron Face. Support us over there. If you can't do either of those, we get it. Totally understand. Totally Just tell fun. a friend. Yeah. Tell a friend. Why tell a friend? Because we don't understand how Apple iTunes works in no. terms of recommendations and reviewing us. And guess what? We'd rather you tell a friend that you know and that you like, and you're like, hey, this is a fun show. You'd enjoy it as well. Tell them We'd an enemy. appreciate it. Doesn't really tell matter. Tell an enemy. Tell, somebody. tell, a, friend of me. tell a stranger on the street. I've been screaming into bottles and just throwing them across the street. Yeah. <laughs> just saying, listen to the show. And then I toss it.
1: That's it's how it works. Fun. Message in a okay. bottle. We're going to write yep. a song about it. <laughs> oh, <God.
0: laughs> Want to communicate with us, hmm. slide into our DMS on Twitter at morning on Twitter. Remember morning with you us out on Instagram and Facebook at Saturday morning cartoons. Drop us an old fashioned email, Saturday morning cartoons at gmail.com. You can find all these links and more, including all the shows that we've watched. How to make a recommendation, how to call us and make a recommendation, because then your audio gets featured in the actual episode. That's right. It's in the link tree that's in the bio for all of our social media sites. And as always, you can listen to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere. Fine podcasts are sold. Thank you very much. Dave and I are going to sync this up right now because it's the end. We're done. That's it. Nice. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform
0: and roll out.